0: Today on the USA 10cast, Anthony Menino joins me and we discuss which players from the January camp set themselves apart as potential favorites to play in World Cup qualifying. Also, should Jeff Cameron have been sent off in that game down in Panama? We're running a little bit hot tonight on the USA 10cast. Welcome into today's USA 10cast. John Arnold joined in Austin by Anthony Menino going to break down the recent U.S. men's national team friendlies, maybe touch on a few topics that we're going to be looking forward to this weekend. Anthony, how's it going? It's going great. How are you doing, John? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, Of course, we both caught the friendlies the men's national team played this past week. I was there in Phoenix, uh, suburban Phoenix, for the U.S.'s 1-0 win against Venezuela. I guess we can start with that and move into Panama. It was a... not a super exciting game. I guess neither of the friendlies were really too exhilarating. But kind of on the face of it, they didn't really have to be. Uh, we saw some things from players. Uh, certain guys really set themselves apart. And in that Venezuela game, one of them was your guy, Jeff Cameron.
1: Yeah, I thought he really separated himself from the pack in that game. He was, uh, in my eyes, the best player. Jermaine Jones had a a pretty good game, too. But he, he for me, turned the ball over too much, and especially in the and the U.S.'s defensive third, which is big no-no for a defensive midfielder like himself. But Jeff looked composed on the ball. Every time he would pass, he would give it to someone in space who was wide open and could attack. And if you think, we we have Jeff Cameron in the back line for the senior team, and he's given that the ball to players like Donovan and Dempsey and Josie. I mean, they can... He's he's setting him up in positions to do something special with the ball, which is why I think out of everyone, he's the person uh, who deserves to play with the U.S. men's national team and their upcoming friendlies and possibly this summer. He played well, of course.
0: He didn't get to see the full 90 minutes down in Panama it was sent off. What did you think about that decision?
1: I I don't know. It it was a strange decision. I guess m- my thing about it was the the Panamanian attacker ran into Cameron. Cameron was just running straight. It's not like Cameron stuck out his leg or anything. The Panamanian defender lost the ball. I mean, I I kind of see why he had to call the call the foul because I guess Cameron was just there and he kind of tripped him, but definitely wasn't a red in my eyes. Um, I, but I guess he's the last player you have to call it that way. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think I I might be in the minority here. I I tweeted
0: after and saw a lot of people saying, you know, horrible call. That's a kind of officiating that you're going to have in qualifiers, which is true to some extent. I didn't think it was that horrible of a call. It was tough for me to see how much contact there actually was. Kind of like you said, if Cameron was just kind of taking up space and Blas Perez tripped over him, or if Cameron actually did something to create contact to, to create the foul. I mean, in the end, it wasn't a huge deal because the U.S. kind of was put in a situation of adversity that was that was nice for them to experience, I think, especially with some of these guys. In all honesty, you're probably going to have, what, three or four guys from this entire camp who make the senior team who are in those World Cup qualifiers. But those are the guys who might crumble under pressure. You look at a guy like Donovan, he's been there before, Tim Howard, Clint Dempsey. They've played in you know these atmospheres before, all the kind of standbys these guys who are going to be kind of the fill-ins, I guess, on the team are the guys you want to have that experience. So all in all, I think it was a good friendly, and that incident, while it's nice to talk about, didn't turn out to be super relevant.
1: Yeah, and I guess what I might have to ask you is, who who do you think is going to make it to the senior team? I guess I already picked Jeff Cameron, but you said three or four. Who are those three or four guys?
0: I think you see Cameron, one of the keepers definitely will be uh, will be on the, on one of the rosters, um, as the backup, Bill Hamid or Nick Ramondo, who had a great performance in Panama. You know, I, I think Klinsman's been trying to go with Hamid just for the whole uh, kind of next-in-line next, next in line factor. But uh, Ramondo's good play is kind of, yeah, they both looked good, I thought.
1: Yeah, they both did.
0: Uh, I think Breck Shea will be on the full lineup, despite the fact that neither one of these friendlies were really great performances for him. I think we'll see Shea on these full teams, uh, at the very least as a as an attacking option off the bench. Um, and Juan Agudelo, who, of course, didn't get to play in these two friendlies because he's injured, I think he'll make the full teams, too. Is there anybody you think I'm leaving out that, that you think will be there uh, come the summer?
1: Uh, maybe Pierce, just because left back is a problematic position, and after the, the first game against Venezuela, I thought Lloyd was exceptional when he came on, but he, he really screwed that up. I mean, his 40 minutes against Panama were terrible. Yes, he had the assist, but he had three or four defensive errors, that um that Pen- the the Pan team should have scored um the other thing I was uh thinking is Breck Shea looked terrible he, he didn't mean, look good it, he
0: was he, he told us after the uh, Venezuela match he was kind of coughing and uh, one of the reporters that was chatting with him at you know are you sick? He said he had a cold or something I don't know if I, if I want to just you know attribute away that those two games, but uh, I don't know i I think he'll recover, but yeah, he, he did look poor.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if that's the case, he's sick. It's understandable. He, he shouldn't have been playing 90 minutes then. I, I, I think uh, Klinsman should have at least uh, rested him a little bit. But, I mean, this is a guy who's supposed to be, you know, the next great attacker. He's been on the senior team a couple of times. Weren't you expecting him to kind of take over these two games? I never really saw him go up yeah. and challenge a panamanian defender a venezuelan defender which was really disappointing for
0: me i think the troubling thing i guess um, and again i don't know how much how much i, I put into these these two games for breck but uh, you look at the venezuela game plan and it, and it was very much flowing through the wings and that's where shea really kind of gets his gets his kicks i don't know gets his opportunities he's he's very much an attacking wing player that's where he likes to play and he just wasn't able to get it done but um I mean, he had a couple opportunities against Venezuela, had a few nice passes. I think the other guy that we've, we've forgotten, of course, is uh, Jermaine Jones. He'll be on the team. We're um, I, yeah. I, going way back. I, I know people are getting onto him for turnovers, but at the same time, the reward for some of the long passes that he makes is incredible. He springs the counterattack incredibly quickly, follows up his passes by getting forward uh, from the defensive midfield spot. Uh, I mean, yeah, if he could limit turnovers, obviously that would be great. But I think that the you know a lot of the passes that he was he was uh, putting out there were very very good, and I think kind of it's a
1: it's almost a risk reward situation when he goes into these long passes. Um, so yeah. I, I think he was trying to do too much in these past games. I think he thought since he's the senior A team player, he's the captain, right. he will try and do everything. And I think more when he plays with the senior team, he'll be a little bit more relaxed, especially if he has. Bradley play, playing with them is he if he has one turnover it'll be okay because Bradley can clean that up yeah. cuz that's his job but but I think it was he was stretching himself out a little bit too much which is why we saw those turnovers that's possible and of course he did you know have Klinsman say you know
0: I, I want you to take this leadership role talk to these guys and this team about what it's like to play Champions League football very interesting comments from him after the match in Venezuela when uh, he was asked by a reporter about the fantastic day in the Premier League that Clint Dempsey, Zach Whitbread had. Um, and he said basically, very candidly, I want more Americans playing Champions League. It's great that Dempsey's doing what he's doing at Fulham, but how great would it be if he was at, and he didn't mention any clubs specifically, but he said "You know that, that some bigger clubs had talked to Klinsman specifically um, about the possibility of Dempsey playing Champions League. And I, I think it's kind of widely speculated that he, he'll be gone in the summer uh, to one of these kind of giant clubs, whether it be in the EPL or somewhere else, I just thought it was interesting that it almost seemed i don 't want to say prepared, but I was surprised by how candid Klinsman was uh, because he was very diplomatic beforehand, saying you know players club teams can play the where they want i don 't really care where, where 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 clubs teams play their players because you know we, we know that these guys are good players, we want to be versatile, and then contrasting that at the start of the press conference with I want Dempsey on a bigger team. I want Tim Howard on a bigger team. I want, you know, these guys who are currently in MLS, if they can make the jump to Europe, great, you know. I, I just thought it was kind of an interesting contrast.
1: Yeah, and I think it, it would be nice to see these guys in the Champions League. You oh, know, think about Clint Dempsey possibly playing with Liverpool, wouldn't that be a cool jersey for Americans to have? And I, I think it'll it, the perceptions of Americans overseas is, is growing, it's improved. I mean, you look at the deal for Tim Rehm, um, he only, only uh, I think, he has less than ten caps with the U.S. men's national team, and he was able to get a work permit, which is nice. Robbie Rogers, who I don't think is the best player in the MLS, but still got to move over uh, overseas. So maybe I think that's the next step that you, Americans have to take, I guess, in the world of soccer is getting on these Champions League teams. Because if you look, Tim Howard and Clint Dempsey, they're good enough to.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, I, th- I think it makes sense for Klinsman to say. I think it makes sense for him to want that. I, I just was kind of surprised that he went out and said that like that. Um, so overall impressions, as we kind of wrap up here, Anthony, overall impressions, what do we take from the January camp and these two friendlies? What did we learn, and what do we
1: kind of look for now going forward? I think the one thing we learned is who, who can step up to, the, to make it to the senior team and who, who can't make the cut. And, you know, you look at Cameron and Jones and Hamid and Ramondo and those guys, those are going to be solid backup guys. They're going to make the senior team. And you look at guys like A.J. De La Garza, he was all right, but he's not good enough to make it to the senior team. I would say the same with Zuzi, Wondolowski, um, Bunbury, I don't think he's ready either, But but they're good backups. I mean, if someone gets injured, they'll eventually play. Um, and on the flip side, also, I, was, I, I think it's good that the U.S. won. I think that was the more, most important thing. <laughs> I and mean, now we got two back-to-back victories. We're undefeated in 2012. We kind of needed some wins. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think it's fair. It's kind of interesting because after a friendly, you always hear there's, – there's a couple different camps. You hear the people – who are on one extreme and they say, we want to win every friendly, every match we play, I want us to win by a huge margin. Then you have the people on the other extreme who say, I don't care if we lose horribly, I don't care if we look good and play good soccer, then, you know, I'm happy with the performance and the friendly. So I think it kind of depends on the scale you're looking at. I agree, though. I think the, at the end of the day for me winning games is why you are out with there.
1: Success.
0: Right. It so, definitely does. So I, I think that, that uh you don't want a team with a kind of a losing mentality. I think we learned a couple interesting things about uh about Clinsman with this camp, uh just the emphasis on fitness that he put and and he said, you know, when when Jermaine Jones comes into the camp, obviously he's a guy that's in mid season form, wouldn't have been in the camp were it not for a suspension, playing in a Champions League side but he comes in, and he's ready immediately, stepping off the plane where these other guys you know, yes, albeit in the middle of the off season, and I had to work up to it and just kind of saw the level that Jones is at i think I think it kind of shows uh what Klinsman will be expecting from these guys who aren't going to be the starters, who are going to be backups generally on the senior team um so I think we see some some big uh, emphasis from Klinsman, I think we also see maybe that that he's going to you know kind of stick with the four four two um, he said he wanted to play that in the first game, Juan Agudelo's injury kind of uh, scared him off that, and then he kind of switched to it there toward the end of the match, then just started and stuck with a four-four-two down in Panama, so I think we kind of see that emerging as maybe the formation, I don't think that's a huge shock, I guess, but I think we'll see that going forward, um, and yeah, you're right, we we definitely saw some players who still have some work to do, and some players who, it looks like they're ready, Um Graham is an interesting one for me, and, and so is Chris Wondolowski, just because kind of, uh, I don't think Zuzi's ready for the full team, but he, he had good moments, obviously scoring the goal. And with Wando, the problem is, who else are you going to put as a as a target forward? Who else are you going to have a, as a guy that's going to head in goals and just kind of uh, play in the box as a forward uh, for the U.S.? I think he might get called up to the senior team.
1: I'm the senior, senior team, I guess. For the A team, as we might. Yeah. We're the A team. And, and I don't know about Wando. I mean... Yeah, I mean he's a poacher, he's a nice goal scorer. I like him maybe coming off the bench eventually, but I don't think he's a starter. But we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, I don't think he's a starter either. But again, you have to
0: call, you have to call more than two forwards into camp. So, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Um anyway, I think it was a, a successful January for the US. Obviously, things to work on and things to uh look back on, but uh Anthony will do that as uh as the future goes on.
1: Yep, yep. And uh, we look forward to talking
0: to y'all next week. Definitely. Thanks, Anthony. And uh, as you said, big weekend this weekend. We'll uh, recap it at some time. So make sure to listen to the next USA 10cast. Take care.